listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 23rd of March 2022. Later, airline Rex is increasing its airfares because of higher costs. Where else are we seeing inflationary pressures? But first, to property and with prices rising and wages growth moderating, just how difficult is it for first home buyers to enter the market? For more, I spoke earlier, well actually it wasn't me, it was Sarah Conti, Wishful Thinking, spoke with Nicola Powell from Domain. When you have a look at price growth and wages growth over the last 20 years, across our combined capitals and in our regional markets, we're seeing that annualised growth rate at around 7%. But when you look at wages growth, wages growth has been half that, so about 3%. So you can really see that comparison that wages really have had uh, not been able to compete with the level of growth that we've seen in our housing market. So how long does it take for your average couple to save for a deposit now? What we have seen is um, a couple aged between 25 and 34 saving for an entry-level house across um, our cities has blown out over the past year. We have seen the longest savings time is in Sydney. It's eight years and one month. We've seen that increase by 18 months over the past year alone. In Canberra, it's seven years and one month. Um, Some of our other cities offer a much shorter journey time, but largely what we've seen across the entry houses, um, all of our cities have seen an increase in the time it takes to save. Is it a bit easier to get a unit at least? What we've seen for entry units is a much more stable landscape for first-home buyers. We have seen overall for Australia, the time to save for an entry unit has remained stable over the past year. So this is a much better outlook and means that wages growth and that interest accrued on savings has been able to keep pace with price change. It does vary depending upon the city in which you are, are living. But I think overall in each of our cities, purchasing a unit has remained much more stable compared to an entry house. I mean, with all this in in mind, what do people need to really uh, keep in mind or start thinking about? I think what this highlights is that if you are looking to save for your own home, you really need to enact that savings plan sooner rather than later. I think particularly if you don't have the bank of mum and dad to lean upon or perhaps an inheritance to help you with that lump sum deposit, saving a 20% deposit is the biggest hurdle a first home buyer faces. And I think that's become even more challenged uh, in the face of rising property prices and the fact that we've got the increased cost of living. When you have a look at, say, rentals across Australia, we've got record rent in many of our cities, tight vacancy rates, which is likely to lead to further rental price hikes. That's going to make it even harder for a tenant to save for their first home. What we have seen um, is a record price gap between houses and units. So that's pushed the gap between saving for an entry house and an entry unit widened over time. So what that means is the the prospects of saving for an entry unit just look much better uh, across all of our cities uh, compared to saving for an entry house. And I think, you know, what this report does highlight is perhaps we're seeing a bit of a disruption of what we deem as our first home, where traditionally we've described it as that quarter acre block with a hill's hoist in the backyard. And I think what this proves is saving for an entry house is 
takes a very long time and is, is, and is challenging in all of our cities. Um, and I think many first-home buyers will have to either compromise on perhaps property type or perhaps they'll have to compromise on location or space. And I think it's understandable that we've seen a rise in a rent vesta. You know, at a time where we've got escalating prices, I think those that are unable to purchase in the location they want to live, they purchase in a more affordable area. They become a rent vesta, so they rent out that investment property, and then they continue to rent in an area in which uh, is either close to their work and they want to, to actually reside. Sarah Conti there speaking with Nicola Powell from Domain. Now to the Australian share market, which closed higher today. The S&P ASX 200 up by half percent, 7,377. For more, I spoke earlier with Adam Dawes from Shaw and Partners. Yeah, look, it's been an interesting day. We were certainly up in the morning and then continued in the afternoon. Uh, mining and energy stocks dragged the bourse down lower, but IT stocks and utilities definitely outperformed. And I had that, that had a lot to do with Alibaba expanding its buyback program to $25 billion. And then I think that would give a lot of confidence to the IT sector or to the, the tech sector. That means we potentially might have seen the bottom. Can we go into that with more detail, right? Because tech stocks are in focus. Block, which is Afterpay's owner, is at a near record high, while others like Zip today are doing well. Zip, though, off largely off its highs, right? But what's your take on the sector as we move uh, into this high inflationary and, and higher interest rate environment? Yeah, look, it certainly is interesting in the buy now, pay later sector for us and higher inflation, which means higher interest rates, is all about bad debts. So if people can't pay their debts, that's going to be a bit of an issue for it. So with bad debts and higher inflation rising, this means that it would definitely put a dampener on the sector going forward. But it does look like that overall inflation is somewhat under control at the moment. And then from there, people are starting to wade back into the tech stocks. All right. Speaking of inflation, let's talk about Rex, the regional airline, which now flies into capital cities. Um, today saying it's increasing its fares by 10 bucks because of rising costs, namely fuel. So is this something that's likely to happen across the board, even beyond the airline industry? Look, it certainly is. And we're starting to see inflation really start to bite in a lot of other sectors. But going back to the airline industry, Qantas is temporarily insulated against any of these soaring fuel prices because of their hedging program that's been brought forward. But that stops in uh, end of June or start of July. So that's going to then allow for higher prices to start flowing through into the into the aeronautical space. But look, certainly as far as what we've seen, Woolworths, Coles, They've stopped or haven't been able to pass on costs to customers just yet, but we know that inflation is starting to bite and that will then definitely affect higher food costs, higher petrol prices, and we've already started to see that at the pump and the Bowser you know, ongoing from now on. Uh, how worried are investors about this rising inflationary environment and its implication for shares? Look, I think everybody's worried about it. Like, there's no doubt about it. You know, there is a concern within the industry or within the market that this is is, is going to be an issue going forward. One on 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 overall GDP, and we've seen uh, the world GDP numbers being pushed back or or pulled back growth by about one percent to now be about three point six percent year on year. So overall growth is now starting to slow a bit. So I do think that investors are going to be concerned about this, and they will need to take a stock of their portfolio to understand what's going to happen and choosing some of those stocks that potentially will benefit from a higher inflationary environment. And finally, in this environment, where are the opportunities then? Yeah, look, there's some really good opportunities that are out there, certainly looking for stocks 
that or, or businesses that can raise their prices with inflation. Transurban is a fantastic one. The toll road operators. Telstra is another one that's raising its mobile phone prices so it keeps up with inflation. So always looking for businesses that are able to keep up with inflation and rise their prices without cutting the bottom line, I think is the holy grail of what we're looking for at the moment. That was Adam Dawes there from Shaw and Partners. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.